Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in, whether you're watching live on the social networks or listening to us on the podcast streams. We appreciate your participation and involvement on this. Check out all the family of shows over at tinkering.space. To thinkering. How's it going, everyone? I'm Jose. And I'm Keelan. <laughs> and I Sorry, Nick delayed me, guys. <laughs> no, no. Uh, how's it going, everyone? Uh, uh, Jose again, Nick and Keelan here joining you. Um, had a little bit of technical glitch there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to thinkering, where we uh, we're doing it live. Every time, <laughs> every time, uh, every every time. But the positive is that at least we have a, a an unspoken audience that actually listens to us. Because if you listened into the last episode of Thinkering, we covered uh, Kodak making a shift from its brand of of uh, producing film product to producing pharmaceutical product. And well, let's just say that would have been a little too easy. In addition to that, we also are going to cover an update to another story that we did cover in the last episode regarding uh, our uh, electric vehicle uh, mineral woes that uh, are going to be discussed. But let's start off with the, the Kodak story. So Bloomberg this past week uh, shared a story about how the $765 million loan to Kodak is now being placed on hold, uh, quoting that recent allegations of wrongdoing raise serious concerns, uh, according to the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation. And they will proceed. They, will, uh, we, they were not going to proceed any further um, unless allegations are cleared. Uh, so Kodak is still a film company as of now even though they were going to get a nice uh, payout from the government. And what about that, the CEO's bonus? What do you guys think? I don't think it's, I think CEO bonuses are misleading um, by title. I don't think it's not gonna happen. I think it's simply gonna uh, be delayed. So like once they find a patsy, once they know who they're gonna, uh, pit the most of whatever blame and whatever allegations, because not much of it is really being disclosed. And I have to do the magic hands because this kind of came out of nowhere. It's, oh, one week we're on your side. The next week you did something wrong. So hold on. Sounds to me like someone who says, hey, I'm going to give you a loan. Hold on. Wait. Uh, can I give it to you next week? Can I, yeah, can I give it to you next week? I got it, but I want to give it to you next week. Um, these big business things never, they never pan out the way they uh, sound in normal, in a normal discussion. It doesn't pan out the same way it does with me loaning you $5. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did they tell you what the allegations are in the article? No. Nothing. So just allegations of 
for right nothing, nothing specific i don't even think they alluded uh slightly to what was going on which makes me think it's just some in-house mess maybe some some uh uh who's shareholders congress yeah congress is auditing them right jose yes um yeah. and then it gets a little this is politics more, again yeah more into the it's just, it's just politics layers and layers <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just politics. It's Congress trying to find something to to get angry about. Yeah. Sorry. Or, or I mean, maybe the right person wasn't involved in on the payoff. That could be something as well. Could be too. Yeah. Maybe. Um, you know. Look. It, it depends on who 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 signed off on that loan. Um, that'll tell you exactly why this is happening. To be honest, like I don't know. I, I'm a little disillusioned with our our system at the moment. So. I don't necessarily think that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a good cheerleader for that, but um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would I would just say that there's probably some sort of bureaucracy and politics going on. Um, you know, now that is to say, I don't understand why you know 750 billion dollars needs to go to Kodak. Uh, <laughs> doesn't is it billion or million? Million. So okay, billion. Yeah, still. I still don't know why it needs to go to Kodak. I mean, you know, especially like I, I get like they wanted to make pharmaceuticals and stuff. And maybe that's one of the reasons is that we want to get our pharmaceuticals back on American soil. And maybe Kodak was going to be a part of that. But maybe there are other interests that would rather that pharmaceuticals are made in other countries. I don't know. Right. And right. I'm. Uh, but really quick, I'm actually curious with with the billion thing, because we say 765, but how much is a billion recognized on paper? A billion. I'm, I'm really is curious a, is to a, that. What? Well, what I mean, what I mean is like equity wise, right? So say they're say they're going to give them a 765 dollar loan or yeah, 765 million dollar loan, but with everything else that would entail, with already whatever fees they have coming in, whatever expenses they have. They, it will probably put them over, well over a billion as far as expenses for the next term, I would think. Or maybe it's not a term-based thing, but I'm, I'm thinking overall, I'm wondering on paper at 765, what, how close, how much more would they need for them to just say, oh, we just gave them a billion? Well, I mean, I don't know. There's probably a very, uh, there's probably a very arbitrary me mechanic that, you know, like, or mechanism that, decides how much each company gets. I think, I mean, unless there was some sort of embezzling going or if they were maybe, I can only think of maybe they were trying to inside the leadership of Kodak take more than what they were supposed to, or uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems weird that we don't know what the heck the allegations are, where there's a probe and an investigation. So it's usually when there is no, like, the government never ever is shy about telling the reason they're doing something. Mm -hmm. So when there's a probe into or an investigation into something without any real stipulation as to what's going on, I I usually think that is just bureau <laughs> bureaucracy. Okay, it's people playing politics, and you know, like you said, Keelan, maybe somebody didn't get their pocket padded, maybe mm -hmm. somebody has an issue, you know. Right, and that's why I wonder because what I'm thinking. What could happen? This whole thing gets reworked, right? And then it comes out and on the paperwork, instead of saying 765, it turns into a billion dollar loan. Would it really be a billion or would it be like 
860. Just add 100 or so, you know what I mean? 90 mil. Well, I mean, and, we're not really even playing <laughs> with real money anyway. So right, well, that's exactly well my fun, point. Monopoly money. <laughs> that's pretty much my point right there. It's like yeah. they don't have to prove anything on paper. For all we know, they're giving them 700 billion. And the mix up on words isn't really on you, but it's the universe trying to correct us. But, you know, we for 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 lack of more evidence and more information to go forward with this part of the discussion, it just seems to me like not just the whole somebody didn't get padded, but 765 is a number that they threw out there. And I don't think that number is going to stick. I think it's going to change to, uh, you know, something general like a billion. And well, um, even think about it still happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm also just wondering, like, OK, so we found out that a whole bunch of private citizens got money from that stimulus uh, bill that, you know, took million dollars here, million dollars there. They all did it. And there was no investigation mm -hmm. as to why those private individuals got five million dollars from the government, even though they had not really taken a hit. So, I mean, like it to me, it seems odd that we're. We're, I mean, like it doesn't seem odd because it's it's a lot of m more money, but it just seems odd that we're kind of letting some things slip through the cracks regarding where this money is going. And then others were being very, very stringent about how that money is utilized. Um, and so, you know, that's why I just think that there's, I just think that there's some shenanigans afoot and, you know, we'll probably really never know, know the real reason. Oh, yeah. Well, something else that uh, we did discuss in the last episode that makes me, after reading it, makes me wonder if it's the same thing, like we're, we're not supposed to know, or it's not talked about enough, or if it's not talked about at all, because if what the situation is, um, recapping what we were discussing last time with uh, electric vehicles, I don't know, this is, these are, this is one of these two stories, uh, the timing of it to what we were talking about last time, it, it, it catches my interest on so many levels because mm -hmm. it gives us clarification or at least gives us what we were saying, you know, prior. And uh, so this next article is from uh, Forbes and they are discussing how uh, the components in electric vehicles uh, with the lithium ion ba rechargeable batteries um, rely on critical minerals. And these minerals include cobalt, graphite, lithium, magnesium, and sourcing all these minerals, uh, I guess, is a thing in economics. It's known as full cycle economics. <coughs> right. And what's, you know, the, the concerning part. Um, in a recent United Nations report, they warned that raw materials used in electric car batteries are highly concentrated in a small number of countries where environmental and labor regulations are weak or non-existent. So unfortunately, uh, one example is the, 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 the Republic of Congo, um, where they found uh, mines that are sourcing these minerals um, are using child labor and are probably also not practicing ethical ways to handle these minerals. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's acquiring things that we're using that we think is going to help the environment or that's how it's marketed. We haven't or we're not wanting to talk about the the dirty work that happens behind the scenes. So right. but you know it you can't uh you can't keep the internet from telling us everything yet. 
Right. Yeah, hopefully ever. Um, I don't know. This, this one is, I wouldn't even call it bittersweet if I'm being honest. This is this is that information, that type of information when they, where they say, if you know, you know, and if you don't, it doesn't make any sense to you. Um, for me, I, I get it. You know, I totally get it. I, I've looked into a lot of these things because I've seen articles on this in the past. This is probably one of the more in depth in the last maybe four or five years. But I don't think any of these things are mysteries. I don't think any of these things are hard to learn about um, when electric vehicles first started, most of us understood that there could could be a long-term negative thing uh, effect to it. Um, on the business side of it, this is what happens when you source out business to places that don't have labor codes or labor ethics in the same realm of which you agree. You know, you people go and they say, oh, well, we're going to hire this country. We're going to uh, outsource to these countries and outsource to these different people, these different uh, uh, companies, they don't go check with their HR department. They don't go check with their, uh, uh, who, who's running the morals department, who's taking in these complaints and who's making sure that things are done on an ethical level. That's not a thing. They're looking at a bottom line. They're looking at how much, uh, they can save, you know, it's, it's all a business move. So from a moral stance, it's wrong. If the, if electric vehicles are doing the things that this article is alluding to, not just from, <clears throat> not just from a stance to where it could help and or hurt a consumer, but where it's hurting just general people, children, and uh, the way these materials are handled, causing people to get sick and die. If we're just stopping there alone, we don't, even if we didn't go past that with any of the bad things going on with these vehicles, um, that would, that would pretty much be the precursor to understanding how we got to the state where we thought that, or we think that, anything is dirty or anything is clean. There's going to be a negative effect to anything. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think, well, I'm of two thoughts about this. Either this is a propaganda push from big oil in order to keep their, their nut or it's, I mean, I actually believe that this is all happening because I've mm -hmm. seen articles on this before. Um, and nobody seems to care that children are dying and losing limbs right. to dig up lithium in Africa. Um, you know, the, the, this is the issue with anything that happens, like you said, Keelan, like there's always going to effect. You can't make anything out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And so normally when you have to make things, you have to destroy other things in order to build them. And right now we are trying to figure out the safest thing to destroy in order to build. And fortunately, I think we're going to be looking at cell phone and, and electronic technology as the model T right now, you know, like if we're thinking about what the next hundred years of technology will be, it'll have to be something that gets us off of those, you know, off of these rare earth minerals, like, you know, lithium mining and cobalt mining, there is only a very finite amount of that stuff. And, you know, like we, we throw out a lot of electronics and some of it's salvaged and some of it's repurposed and stuff like that, but we're throwing out a lot of those, those, those electronics and they're all little toxic waste sites, 
Like they're they're those batteries just you know become toxic. Everything it poisons everything. So, um, I think yeah we have to be very careful about that, and we have to start thinking about new ways in which we can we can find energy. And it just seems to me like modern man's whole modus operandi ever since the industrial revolution has seemed to be to find the best source of energy that's completely infinite, you know, and I don't think we're going to be finding that sort of, that sort of avenue until we stop thinking that it's underground. Mm. Because it seems to me that anything that we find underground to use as energy is always <clears throat> detrimental. <laughs> Well, there's a reason I'm, that uh, there's a reason that vi- volcanoes kill the you know <laughs> the environments and right. all the people around it. You know, well, I, I think the the first step is understanding that we don't have to get somewhere in 20 minutes. Like actually utilizing our time, I'll, I always think, or excuse me, I'm going to say always because I actually haven't had this thought in a while. But I used to think quite often about what travel was like before air aeroplanes, but what it was like before airplanes and uh, cars or even horseback, you know, there was a horseback and camel and donkey that's been around much longer than anything else. Right. Um, That's been around longer than boats. So we think about that. And then I even think about those long boat rides that happened back in, you know, this might've been a hundred years ago and, and people would think like, oh, that's a lifetime ago, but I've met people that are over a hundred years old. So that's not a lifetime. That's literally a generation. And in terms of how we live today, that would be what, three generations, I want to say, four generations. But on on paper, <laughs> you and that person can be sitting face to face having a discussion. So it's not that far removed. And it's close enough for us to be able to look back and say, well, what were the things that we use? What what sailed a boat? Kinetic energy, wind, the waves. We understood the stars and alignment of those things. That's how we travel. So I think if we were to get yeah, back. It also to took that, us five months to get across. Well, yeah, ocean, I'm, so. I'm, I'm going to bring it back full circle. I'm going <laughs> to definitely bring it full circle. I think if we get to that first, though, um, we would understand exactly what you're saying, Nick, though. Uh, not just looking for what they consider fossil fuels and things that are underground, but just thinking to ourselves, what's the real difference between um, a hang glider and a parachute? Or excuse me, parachute would be a bad idea or a bad example, but a, a hang glider and a parasail. You're wasting fuel. Same motion. Same motion. You're just wasting more fuel. Now, some... You, could, you have to get to a higher point to use that hang glider. But again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an engineer. I'm not out here trying to build vehicles for modes of transportation. But the people who are, if they are as brilliant as we are giving them credit for being, then I think that they can put their mind of figuring out something that doesn't require so much destruction to get to where we want to go. That's my general point, you know, just. Yeah, I, I definitely can agree with that. And I think we need to be able to optimize as much as we can, um, you know, figure out cleaner ways to do this stuff. But I'm also wondering in my head is like, is there any such thing as clean energy? I mean, the only thing I can think of is te- a Tesla coil, coil I was, maybe. And I was just thinking, about you know, that. like that's something that can gather electricity from the ambient energy right. of the of the earth. But then, I mean, if you think about that, who's to say that that's infinite? What if the ambient energy and electricity in the earth is not infinite either? Exactly. (laughs) So, 
And I think that's why we've never seen a successful Tesla coil because, or well, in public, they have plenty of publicly, publicly, um, simply because if that were available or available technology to everyone the same way this microphone or this keyboard is, correct? Um, if that were as readily available, it's not so much that it would last as long, but it would give those who have that know-how just a little more capability. It would give you, it's the, it, I don't think it would give uh, uh, someone the, the key to Pandora's box, but it would definitely give you a peek into Narnia because that door isn't closed, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it, certainly, it's, it's big business's way of making sure we don't figure out how to how to get to that next level. Because I don't, I don't think Tesla coils are uh, a, a unlimited supply of energy. I think that's a misconception. However, um, because they haven't been used the way that we think they can be used, we don't know what the real lifespan is because of that. That that not that that wasn't be a consumerism a consumer's danger. That would be a seller's danger, really. Um. The danger to those who supply electricity, supply energy to us, they would automatically think, oh, well, if this lasts forever, we're out of business. But even something that's forever needs maintenance. You know, there's there's going to be some kind of uh, waste from a Tesla coil even. So someone has to understand that to clean that out as well. But that's not how they're thinking. That's just not how they that's not how business. That's not what they're taught in business school. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah. I'm trying to refresh my mind right now uh, because I think there's a, a physics or a thermodynamics law that uh, I, if, if if someone can figure out a way to tweak that, uh, then Nick, to what you're saying right now, it, it would be possible. Um, I forget which, but yeah, I, I'm trying to figure that out right now in my, my mind, but it's that the input of energy into something can't produce the equal output well, for every action there's an I equal think that's and opposite what's reaction been trying... is that what you're saying no 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 i'm not, no, uh, uh, not uh, well, with physics, yeah, i've that's, heard that's what you're talking thing. about i don't there's remember a, either yeah so it's like it's how can i put this so let's say you have mm -hmm. a little tiny generator from like a toy and you try to spin, you know if you manually spin it mm -hmm. it does produce some voltage um but in order for it to like if you made something where like it would spin itself like essentially if you made like a, a gears and cogs mm -hmm. like a clock so that it would rotate itself um it wouldn't be able to produce its its output as input right. which uh, i guess that's also a way to explain how you know some watches that you have to wind up right. eventually run out that's exactly how rolexes work actually yeah so yeah if someone can figure out a way to continuously allow time to continue then so it's uh, another method okay so you just you just actually sparked something i just thought about and yeah if you guys are listening and you can make this work and what we're saying is helping in any way all we're asking you to do is subscribe at this point like geez help us out <laughs> hmm. um but i think it, it's very similar to the mechanisms on the old crank cars of course we've never well i've never seen any of those in person or touched them but just thinking of the the concept of that you crank a you, you crank a crank. And as long as all of the gears and all the cogs and wheels and spools are perfectly aligned and that momentum will continue until it comes to a complete stop and then it's no longer existing, you have to crank it back up. But the concept we're thinking about right now would be something that would basically crank itself. And perpetual energy is what per you're talking right, about. Right, right. Yeah. But it's like something, but this would be something that would 
it 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 would be its own energy source perpetual right yes so it but it wouldn't it would be able to put out say an equal amount of energy consistently forever there we go yeah yeah, as far as we know, right? The, nothing right. like that. Exists. Technically, yeah, nothing like as that. Long, as far as we know, yeah. as far as we well, know because that. in order to create perpetual energy, you need some sort of mechanism in order to to you know actuate that energy. Um, the problem with mechanisms is that they fail over time, and they get you know time right. erodes them, and well, and that's where that maintenance shitty, I was talking so. about comes from. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's I think it's definitely possible to find some sort of maybe not perpetual energy, because I think that's probably against the laws of nature. But um, I think it's definitely possible to find something that's more abundant and less. Less toxic i guess yeah i mean basically we want to reverse the equation right so it's right. like we're right now we're on fossil fuel which is you know incredibly uh, i mean like it's it's cheap it works it it doesn't i mean like it's not the most efficient fuel in the world um but it does a lot of harm to our environment basically we want something a lot more efficient that does very little harm i don't know if we're going to find that outside of nuclear energy which has its own issues as it has its own I mean, I don't really, I'm not a fan of nuclear energy because all I think of when I see a nuclear power plant is a target. <laughs> um, so I, I I wouldn't be thrilled about nuclear energy. I know there's a lot of people who really like it, but the <laughs> the risks what far outweigh the rewards oh, for me. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. If we can mess around with things like solar, I don't really think we need. And, you know, even like hydro hydro energy, this, you know, like we... We have the ability, and I mean, obviously, all of our major rivers have dams right now, anyways. But you know, the idea of using hydro, uh, like a hydro dam, and that using that for energy. Good. Yeah. So, and, and I think, again, Jose, I've heard of the law you were thinking of, and I believe the concept goes something to the effect: you can put in five, like you put in five batteries, but only get three batteries worth of uh, energy out of it depending on the way the mechanism works. Um, using that thought on the dam scenario, wouldn't that basically be proving that theory wrong? No, not necessarily because the dam will break down too at some point. True, true. Everything okay. over okay. time corrodes. That's and the part of, yeah. We don't have anything. Yeah, we don't have any mechanism that is outside of that is outside of the decay of reality, unfortunately. Even the brain, huh? Well, especially the brain. <laughs> that, I would that, take that a cog over a brain complete. any day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, with the dam too, like the the fuel source. I mean, in this case, it would be water, but the water level would need to stay constant, which, mm -hmm. you know, considering the uh climate change global warming things are rapidly warming up whatever you want to call it it's it's happening and that that that's a big factor to to that right i mean yeah some dams are going to have water levels that are appropriate to have them operate their generators but then there's other dams where uh there's no water source at the moment right. to feed them or at least keep them at capacity so yeah. i mean i don't know this was a uh, interesting article to read just based on what you know 
is going on right now. And I, I wish there was some way that there would be a, a pivot to uh, create a, a fuel source that is not harming our being. Well, maybe we can get one of these companies that's uh, moving in a different direction to help us. Until we can create minerals out of nothing, I don't think it'll ever happen. Sorry. I mean, it sounds terrible, but I think we really have to like understand these things that we're creating all of our technology with come from the earth. All right. It all comes from the earth. And we so at some point, there's not going to be enough of things in the earth for us to create stuff with. Right. Um, I mean, we do have a helium shortage. Yeah. Really? <laughs> the clowns will be so sad. Yep. <laughs> How is there uh, a helium? Sh um, I'm looking at I'm Googling that one later. Uh, well, for cons I, yeah, I guess there has been a helium shortage for the last year, which you'd think that by that we'd probably catch up or caught up now with the depletion because we haven't had any needs for balloons in the last yeah. couple months. So, well, it's, except yeah. for your McDonald's uh, drive-through workers, mm. I don't know what else they use for helium, though. <laughs> I wonder. They probably use it in some sort of industrial something, though. Uh, right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe air and something. Well, air and something. Some type of... No, nah, yeah. What the hell do you use helium for? Because it's also flammable, so it couldn't be a coolant. Yeah, I have no clue. Hmm, maybe something we should look <laughs> and talk on the next episode. I would say next week. Maybe it's just being taken up by something else. Who knows? See, we just we just unwound unwound on something that uh, we shouldn't be talking about. <laughs> yeah, where's all the helium going? Did we say helium? No, we meant nas nas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that. All right. Well, on a on a very 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 slight attempt to pivot onto another thing um, that is very different from the last article, <laughs> uh, considering we were just talking about uh, child labor. Um, let's mm. talk about Apple. Uh. <laughs> Hey, they, cool. they got away from that a few years ago. No pun intended. Uh, uh, no, so, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, hey, I said from that. I didn't say from what. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, so Apple is uh, pivoting uh, with their hardware infrastructure. Uh, for those of you that had the pleasure of having a PowerPC Mac from the late 90s and early 2000s uh, that switched to Intel, pissed off a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people that never had a MacBook but took advantage of the Intel MacBooks, obviously, they were happy. But now they're sharing the same experience that PowerPC users uh, dealt with. So Apple is creating their own uh, uh, processor. It's ARM-based. It's uh, already on an iPad Pro. Um, there is talks that the pricing of these are going to be very dramatic um, in the good way for the consumer. Uh, yeah. So uh, this article on PC Mag explains how uh, uh, a tweet that of a leaker um, discussing these hardware changes in prices are telling the public that uh, ARM ARM based MacBooks will start at seven hundred ninety nine dollars um, with the thirteen inch uh, starting at the ten ninety nine with. With relation to the MacBook uh, that's ARM-based at eight hundred dollars, that would be the uh, that would replace the MacBook Air from twenty fourteen as the lowest price Mac ever. Hmm. 
and the current price of 799 matches an 11 inch ipad pro uh and if i'm not mistaken the processor in the ipad pro is going to be the processor on this macbook so uh an announcement for these two computers is planned at an apple event on october 27th and from what i read this past week uh there is uh, talks of how this transition is going to work. Uh, Apple is going to make a claim that uh, Big Sur, the next release of Mac OS, will be supported on MacBooks as far back as, as 2015. So that's a positive. But now the pivot to a new uh, architecture for the processor means a lot of things. I mean, if you have a Hackintosh, you're screwed. Uh, if you have a current MacBook that you just acquired this year, you should be pretty pissed uh, because, yeah, they're changing the engine. <laughs> and we can't do anything about it. I know, my question is, is it... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this is... I'm I'm totally out of the loop as far as this. Is that, is it big, that big of a deal? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it that big of a deal that they're changing their processor? <laughs> Well, that it, needs an announcement. <laughs> I, I just want to say before you answer that question, Jose, um, I would think the biggest deal is they having they have a laptop coming out that's cheaper than their phone. Yeah, I guess yeah. very true. Yes, mm -hmm. that that's pissing me off. If, if it's not, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather walk around with a laptop. Definitely, yeah. would rather go get me a laptop. Well, I well, think for uh, sure what it would upset is developers or uh, it and I'm not even mentioning the enthusiasts i mean whatever they can be upset but i'm talking about the the individual that uh uses uh, an apple product as their mm -hmm. workhorse mm. It, it's and they bought the, the top of the line and now they're <laughs> looking at this right so well, if it's a contractor then i would be pissed but if you're working for some corporation you'll have the new one next year right I mean, uh, yeah exactly uh the part the part that's i mean there's pros and cons to this the pro is that yes apple is going to have a lot of developers or is going to want to attract a lot of developers to uh push out applications on that architecture and on that platform which is awesome uh the support and the the public um acceptance and again i'm focusing on on the people that rely on on using a mac to work like mm -hmm. Uh, I know there's a bunch of people out there that like use Apple products because it just works. Like it, they can use a PC yeah. just as easily and Ease of use. Yeah. Uh, but I know there's also individuals that, you know, they, for whatever function they have, be it if they're, you know, in, in video production, music production, um, if they do coding, um, there's, yeah. I mean, it, thankfully the arm based, the arm architecture is, something that is already uh, popular um, in the form of a Raspberry Pi. So uh, is there hypotheticals of certain things being able to incorporate, let's say, with uh, the single board computers? Probably. So I, I think this is an opportunity for a lot of a lot of up and coming uh, tinkerers, if I can call them that, um, to take advantage of it, because this also allows um, which you're right considering that it is cheaper than their one of their phones, you'd think that the price of the phone would go down because, again, this is all in-house architecture, all processors that Apple is trying to push out as their own product. 
So yeah, but then you're going to have to buy a dongle to, you know, do something and that'll bring the price back up. Right. So, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably not have any USB ports. You have to use they, they, the, in this. You got to get a Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. Or you get, get like, a, it'll give you a jack. It'll give you an aux jack. And then you have to plug into, they'll give you a dongle for your USB ports. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm no, not. I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I I think Apple is, is fine. But uh, I don't need to know every time they sneeze. I, you know, like, that, I don't know. I don't know. When's when's Apple once they had, get into, once they started having twelve hundred dollar phones? I just stopped caring. Right. Yeah. No. When when's Apple going to get into the super tech game? Like they don't have any any augmented reality anything. They don't have any VR anything. They don't. They hell, don't, I don't is think anything? They need it. Is, I mean, that's true. This is very. Yeah, I don't think that's true. an avenue they want to go do go down. No, because then mean, they have to actually compete. They have to against. do some work. Well, they'll actually have to compete against like actual PCs that are built and spec'd out and all that stuff. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just sometimes I, I see things coming from Apple, and I'm just like, I'm I'm very much in line with you, Nick. It's like okay, and I have an Apple phone, and I still, yeah, I mean, it's like I'm not a like a uh, hater. I I enjoy the product, but it's also one of those things where it's like I have Apple fatigue. Every time I freaking watch a commercial, it's either Apple's yeah. new iPhone watch or their new iPad or their I new laptop the or their new TV series now with Oprah in it. Like, I don't, you know, come on. <laughs> I don't need you guys every day. I'm sorry. I have to ask. Does Oprah really have a TV so TV series on Apple? On Apple TV now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I, just yeah. I know it was real, but I had to get confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and know, it's I, and it's it's a doozy, I'm sure, because I've oh seen God. the trailers for it, and uh, yeah, that's why Ellen, that's why Ellen got crap coming up on her. They need to filter everybody back over to Oprah. No, <laughs> they're gonna they're replacing her with James Corbin. Oh God, I don't know. We're not talking about it. So no, I know, right? Yeah. Um, I put Apple and potato chips in the same bag. I enjoy them, um, but if I didn't have them, I don't think I'd be lost. I can share that sentiment. I mean, like, I like, I like their stuff, but I'm not gonna, you know, look, I'm not going to spend $1,200 on a phone and I'm, I'm certainly not going to spend 1400 on a laptop. Now, 799 might be closer to the ticket, but even then, like you're not, you're, you're not catering to any of anybody, any of the working class folk. That's why I think I have an issue with Apple is because they took a stance a long time ago that they weren't going to be the working man's computer. They right. were going to be the industry's computer, the highfalutin computer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all well and good because obviously there's a huge market for that and they become very successful. But it's also like, well, don't expect me to care when you come out with a $1,500 phone. <laughs> you know, like I'm never going to have it. So yeah, they, they accept payment plans. Yeah, and I accept which shows they clearly want our business, or 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 they clearly want everyone's business. If you're going to come out with a payment, yeah. By the time you finish paying it off, they already have a new phone for you to buy. One thousand or no, two phones have come out by the time you're done paying it off. Usually, yeah. I I think about it the same way I look at uh, Lamborghini and Polo and all of that kind of stuff. It's just a gimmick, man. It's a gimmick. I'm not one of those people who act like it's not great to look at. That stuff is great to look at. It's some really nice, certainly. But I also understand that there's a difference between what I what appeals to me 
like visually and what appeals to like me internally. I think it's because we're old money folk, you know, like Perhaps, if we were yeah. ever rich, if we were ever rich, we would be old money people. Yeah. We wouldn't be the ones driving around in the Lamborghinis and whipping around in, you know, like, you know, G6s or whatever. Right. We'd have a decent, like, like classic me. car or like a really I'm, I'm have reliable. An huh? I'm going to have an 84. That'd be my show off car. A, a fucking pickup. I mean, truck everybody needs. Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought yeah. you were going to say they were going to be driving around like a Fisker. Like, oh, like Fisker's would be cool, cool too. Fisker, yeah. I might. I might. I'm not, I'm not, but you know, that's a little bit more low key on the stunt. It's not like a Lamborghini where you're trying, oh, yeah, to, no. trying to make no. a scene. No, I don't want your always... 2020 Bentley. Keep that in your garage. I'm good. Yeah. I would just be a, like, honestly, if I, if I were wealthy, I'd have like, I'd probably have a Tesla just to drive around the city and then I'd have a classic car for Sundays or whatever. But, you if, know? if you get it, if you get a Tesla, it has to be a model X. That's for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the right. car seats in easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I think that that's, that's kind of the issue. It's like, you know, um, sometimes you don't need to flash, you know? I don't think you like, ever need to flash. I, I know. I, well, well, I mean, unless you know, like the I have Met certain Gala, items, which is I, made for that. I have certain items that look like nothing, but they're actually really expensive. And right. it's like, Nobody would ever know because it's not, you don't know that, you know, unless you're actually in the know about it. Right. You know, I'm all about understated, you know, things. If it's, you know, like if it's going to be pricey, don't let it look like it's going to be pricey. Just let right. it look kind of ordinary and, you know. So. Got a couple of, well, it, it, it's the same as like um, collector, collector albums, right? Mm -hmm. If I have, uh, what was it? Fade to Black, Amy Winehouse. Mm -hmm. If I have an, like the vinyl copy of that unopened, yo, like don't ask me why it's in the back of the shelf and mm -hmm. hey, no, 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 don't play that one. There's another one in there you can play. Don't play that one. Right, right. <laughs> like there's yeah. a firm reason. So I totally get it. I do. I totally get it. Resale value is everything in this country, right? Yeah. Well, and I think there's something also valuable to things that are, you know, valuable to you, you know? Like you're saying, the album, you know, you could spend a few bills on an album like that and oh, yeah. nobody would be the wiser about it, you yeah. know? No, and, and even more so, anyone who saw it, I think I think that's kind of more so the point, like not just how much you could probably spend on something of that quality, but unless you absolutely know, like you might think like, oh, you probably paid two, three hundred. Like, nah, they probably paid twenty, thirty thousand for that thing. But to them, like you're saying, the, the sentimental value of it, it was well worth that twenty, thirty thousand, depending on where they got it from. You know what I mean? You're right. And I think that this actually kind of displays why I have an issue with Apple, because um, there's this concept like, you know, we we, you know, usually in our consumer society, we you know, when we get something, we we use it and then throw it away and you know, like instead of like, and I used to do the same thing as a, you know, when I was younger, I would buy cheap things that would break and then I would throw them away. Um, and I think now that I've gotten a little bit older, I'm willing to spend a little extra to have something that I don't throw away. Correct. You know, that I yeah. actually keep and, and take care of and repair when it's broken, you know? And I think that one of the, the issues is that Apple has the pricing of something that you should keep for 20 years, mm -hmm. but is coming out with new things every year. 
So it's like they want you to throw away something that you would normally have for, you know, 10 years. If right. you spent $1,500 on something, you better have it for 10 years. Well, you know what I mean? Don't tell like, that to any shop on Rodeo. Yeah, I know. That's true. You know, but that's, and, but that's what, you know, like that's where the wealthy can get to play in their, you know, in their world. But it's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's my whole point is like, we have this concept around, um, around consuming where it's like, oh, we'll just buy a new one. Well, when you're pricing your product at the price of something that should last at least 10 years, but it doesn't because of obsolescence, you know, like then that's an issue to me. That's kind of an issue. I don't really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I, but, and I think that even plays more towards um, something that I refer to, I believe off air, Um, just wanting to support more of the smaller business people we know. You know, mm. anyone who just if you're doing something on your own and you're not uh, uh, waiting for someone else to kick you down, I want to support you in some way, kind of. Right. Um, even if it's that just getting a list of names. Hey, then this is serious for the people who are out there listening and who see this really like email us. Let us know. Hey, I run this. I do this. I do that. It might be something that we're willing to endorse just because of our own moral beliefs. But um, getting back to the pricing scenario. I think that's something it's really weird to me that you have people who will go and buy a $400 t-shirt, but they will complain about a $25 t-shirt from someone they know personally. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always think to myself, how did those people get there? How how do you get to being a, a, a Maserati or a Lamborghini? Like somehow, some way, some of these companies start at that rate. Hype. Oh, it's, it's all hype. It's all hype. Mm. That's exactly it. It's well, I'm not going to use a sports analogy. I was going to, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because some of these companies come in. I don't think I, I know for a fact Polo didn't start at selling $400 t shirts. No, I know Tommy Hilfiger didn't start at selling uh, $500, $1,200 handbags. However, Balenciaga did. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, did. you look like a, a, a company like Supreme. That's right. that's the perfect example per- of just a hype example. beast yeah. consumer whatever. Yeah. Slap a patch on Which, a by the way, backpack and you charge a thousand dollars for it. Man. <laughs> yeah, really quick. Can someone tell like talk to me about Supreme? Supreme like, man, 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 how about we touch on both off white too? Oh my god, that's even that's a bigger scam. You well, need to I, tell well, me I, I think off white <laughs> is an offshoot of Louis. So actually we, let's stick to Supreme. I think yeah, Louis Vuitton right. does, yeah. Well, I'll still call Louis Vuitton a scam too. Agreed. They, oh, they're they all- have the worst pattern in the world, and they're so expensive. Like, ew. Once <laughs> brown is and Gucci. I don't like the color scheme. I hate the color scheme. I will admit this with Gucci, and I'm, I'm going to answer your question because I did hear you, Jose. Um, with Gucci, I will admit I don't too much like the color pattern of the green, red, green, or the mm-hmm. red, green, red. But I will admit I do like like some of their bags and uh, their jackets, like the, the cuts, some yeah, of their oh, cuts yeah. are like, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, well, because they're fat, they're high fashion. So true, true. Very true. Um, and to answer your question, what is Supreme? Um, that is what they're still asking. Themselves. Yes. yes. <laughs> so the way I understand Supreme, it was, uh, what were they skate? Not they weren't skateboarders themselves, but they were like a bunch of guys, and they were just getting their yeah. Stuff it was kind of like that. that. It's during like it's the sneakerhead community, you know, yeah, basically yeah, exactly. that, that sort of thing. Right? They were a resale shop, right? Uh huh. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, 
and they just kind of blew up as a brand. And then mm-hmm. um, and I think first it was like you could only get the sticker at the shop and the sticker was something so, like yeah. they they had like a limited amount of and everybody mm-hmm. was super hyped over it. And then, like, then they have things now where it's like you five hundred dollars for a brick that says Supreme. They said Supreme. I, I mean, the Supreme Oreos went for like three grand, I believe. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's it's an absolute like it, it's. And there was a, only one pack for the record. I don't want anybody to think, oh, I couldn't know. There was only one pack. Well, um, I don't know if because I'm assuming there's a location uh, in LA, right? There's in, in LA. Long Beach. In Long okay. Beach. Well, well, see, so, okay. So here's the thing. Now you. you I'm not anybody, but you can sign up to be a Supreme distributor. Like mm-hmm. I know a few people who have deals with Supreme um, where they have like their own line or their own brand and they kind of collab with them on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as their blow up, if I rem- if, if, and I, I'm going to continue to say if I remember correctly, just so people can go do their own research on it. Their fame really came or their real blow up came from uh china like trying like a uh, shop in china basically stole the supreme logo before they had it trademarked or anything mm-hmm. and so that's why there is a huge supreme following in the asian culture but they don't really get anything from it to my understanding well and until, that's, that's until they come until the tourists come here and then spend like right, yeah. 15 g's on on yeah. a couple shoes and a t-shirt because <laughs> over there because well, over there was... it's, it's like uh oh it's static it's yeah yeah it's status for sure. Right. Well, that, that was what I was trying to figure out because I mean, and I need to pay more attention, I guess now, but uh, nowadays, but before things had shut down, the, the, the Supreme shop uh, on market street in San Francisco, like Whoa. every day I would pass it, there would be lines. Yeah. <laughs> and raffles, shoe raffles every day. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I mean, I never went into it cause I, I had the impression like it was super expensive, but I don't know why you would want to wait. So because the, I guess the wait oh, yeah. times were like three, four hours, sometimes it's, two days. It's, it's literally the manifestation of hype. Mm-hmm. That's what Supreme is. Like they built their entire market off of hype beasts. Yeah. The guys that'll stand in, in, in a line for two days to get a shoe or a fucking, a, a, a patch that says Supreme on it. Yep. Like, and there are people who will do that. So, yeah, it's just about its status. Like, oh, look, I got the Supreme and they obviously everything they make is only a limited amount. So, you know, they never have an abundance of everything. I think um, and it's not even, you know, I I think I'm not going to say I misspoke, but I I left out um, when we were talking about status, how it is a status to have like Supreme or any of that stuff in the Mm -hmm. Asian community. Oh yeah. In the UK, it's no better, if not oh, worse yeah, per yeah, se. Yeah. Um, there's full on, like from what I've heard, right? There's like underground clothing battles, if that makes sense. Like I come, I show off how much gear I have, and yeah. I wear my stuff. And if I don't have more gear on than you have, then I owe you X amount. Like I have to give up something for my collection type deal. Like, yeah. It's that kind of crazy. Now, uh, it sounds nuts, but we've all we all like something that much. Sports, sure. uh, instruments, someone out there, uh people. <laughs> but um and I don't mean 
please forgive me for anyone who thinks that is a human trafficking joke because it is not. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke about promiscuous people. Um, this episode's brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, wholeheartedly, I think it comes down to, you know, everyone has their vice. The only the largest problem I have, especially with that type of advice, like showing off your goods. These aren't adults. These are mostly no. young teen, mid teenagers showing off mommy and daddy's wealth through uh, uh, material possessions. And that's a little scary because it makes me wonder. Now, don't get me misunderstood. I'm sure some of those children uh, and I, I have to use that term because some of them are like nine and 12 years old, like not joking. But um, some of them, you know, they're making money out there doing these things. So they're contributing to their their material possessions at that point, right? So I think it's a little it's a little different of a fad or of a um, of a circle to be in. But I would say that some people could look at it the same way as like shoe collectors and all of that stuff. A parent will invest in to say X amount of what you have. You go out there and barter and trade for what you need and make money off of that. So essentially, they could be teaching them how to start businesses that way too. We know that's not all Man. of them. It's like Every kid running up and down the court isn't even trying to make it to the league, and every person that makes it to the league isn't trying to start a business. But we just had Pokemon cards. Hey, we had Pokemon cards, Paul. <laughs> if I'm being yeah. totally honest, I sold honey buns. But I, but I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody. I mean, there was always somebody selling candy <laughs> at school. <laughs> I, I got a Joel fast. My mom did not care for that. Mm. Yeah, way. but um, I don't know. I think it yeah, it's interesting those types of the way those types of products become, and I see that as you know, like to bring it back to Apple, I see Apple yeah. as that as well. I really do. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I can't tell you the difference between the iPhone the 11 and the iPhone 12. Now I'm sure they have differences, but I could I could guarantee you that they're very minimal. It's just about having the new one. It's mm -hmm. all about having the new one. So. Yeah, it's a lot of hype for sure. We need to stop hyping on stuff, you know. Like, I think that was, you know, like uh, to be honest, like I, I had when I first, I have my, I've had my iPhone four for eight years now, and I'm only now not using it because the buttons, the main home button, stopped giving. I started giving out. I was That's just gonna it. ask, how is your home button still working? <laughs> oh yeah, it's now it's now it doesn't work. But you know, like I, I rocked that thing for eight years because. I'm, I'm not going to spend $800 on a phone, man. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got you covered. You trying to make an album? No. Recording any movies? No. You uh, got any uh, extracurricular things you need to keep up with? Extra calendars and... No. No? None of that? No. no. Just no get a need. flip phone. <laughs> no, need, yeah, yeah. no need to update. Oh, wait, right. wait, wait. My personal favorite. Do you have any games you like to play on your phone? You know, no. and, and I don't mean Snake. I don't yeah, mean snake. Yeah. I mean like Call of Duty, oh, NBA 2K, I don't understand people Madden, that buy that. Like, yeah, console games. Did you know yeah. you could play Final Fantasy? Did you know that? Do you want to? Why would you want? No, to? I don't. Just buy a <laughs> Switch. <laughs> so That's yeah, so no. If if you're not doing any of those things, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Um, it's overkill. It's overkill. Everything we it do is today is overkill. I I would agree. I think that we, you know, like. And it's interesting because we, you know, like, especially with the things that are going on around the world, we might actually see a little bit less mass production coming in the future. 
Oh, yeah. well, we know that. We've been discussing that for easily four months now. Um, the monopoly is real. Mm. <laughs> and I think uh, the uh, slightly referencing back to Kodak, but at the same time, it's still incorporating Apple. I think these are all just signs of that. Kodak is moving into a different field, but it's a much larger field than what they were in. So right. that's that's a part of the pharmaceutical monopoly now, right? Um, Apple is moving back into the whole the hardware. Now we're going to make our own processors game. That just cuts somebody else out. Mm. We're, that's why we're not even questioning why the product gets cheaper. And I'm wondering why maybe it is because of the um, the push to bring manufacturing back to America. Does that mean those processors are, is Apple coming back to the U.S.? I don't think they will. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're right. in India, yeah? No, they're in China. Oh, in China. Oh, whoa, really? Yeah. They oh, use yeah, those they were... nice, they use those nice Uyghur Muslim people to uh, make their products. They're so generous, those, <laughs> those, those Uyghur Muslims. They're such hardworking <laughs> Generous people. <laughs> you, I'm not gonna lie to you. Do you know what I just did when you said that? I literally turned my phone over and like, yeah. made in China. No, it's not on there. So, oh, you know what though? I have to say this. Mm. Ever since, uh, well, I don't have to, but I'm gonna say this. Ever since like 2007, 2008, when they started doing like the product red stuff, um, where you, you know, the money, certain. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, right? yeah. The AIDS Foundation. Right. Yeah. Um. Mm. Ever since then. Every time there is a product red, any like for any device I purchase, I get that device. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why mine doesn't say made in China because I always get that. And I want to say at that point, it's probably made, you know, well, no, no, I something made in China. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, listen, anybody who's listening thinking, like, what the hell is he talking about? I'm just thinking to myself, how does that get done? Because I'm pretty sure if it's made in China, it has to say it's made in China somewhere. But, it says it know. assembled in China. Assembled. I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. It says designed in in California, assembled in China. Yeah, crafty. Yeah, <laughs> crafty. I see what they did there. Yeah. I, look, I I'm I have a, a Parmesan sauce in my kitchen too. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows if I made it from scratch, but it's in there. That's right. Um, but where did it come from? Yeah, you might want to. <laughs> I want to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Uh, well, uh, I you know I, I can see us having a conversation for uh, more time on this because yes, I get it. It's it, for a lot of people, this is just like splurging. But there, I I I, I know that there's also a group that make their efforts to save up and buy like invest into these like yeah and yeah it's just uh how they go about it, it it's it's tough because it's on the and we've covered this on like one of the old school episodes where it's just the ongoing concept of um of you know th they want you to keep buying new product even though what you have is perfectly fine it's, yeah it's perfectly fine yeah so uh, if you want to check that, please check out the archive of episodes. Uh, well, and I think you bring up a real good point. Let me just buttress this real quick. Um, it is on us. It is on us the reason that these companies continually mass produce all of this stuff. It's because we keep buying them every year. So if we want to tell these companies, hey, 
maybe we don't need an iPhone every year. Then it has to be on us to show them that. So. Look, Polaroid found out that way. Right. I'm surprised Kodak didn't buy Polaroid. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to. They just created their own similar uh, style camera and moved on. True. They created the little the little bar one. Uh, uh, well, uh, before we go on to uh, the, our next stories that we want to discuss. Uh, please head on over to thinkring.space where we have all the uh, family of shows going on, uh, including Exofathom, If Numbers Can Talk, and The Plank, uh, as well as our store where we have a couple of things you can acquire, uh, including the Exofathom Space Shirt, our coffee mug, and the Thinking Aloud Together shirt. Uh, check it out. Purchase. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so, the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, since we were kind of in Silicon Valley mm. with relation to Apple, um, <laughs> how do you guys feel about a Bay Area investor uh, wanting to hire a teacher to teach their kids in their backyard and their neighbors and also help out uh, people that can't? Fantastic. You know, Fantastic. <laughs> so, no, I am so happy about this. And let me tell you, why. Like, no, I know. Sounds right. Jumping on this. <laughs> exactly. Because you know what? This actually means that those parents' monies will go to the things that they actually want, you know, and they will actually get to see the product and control the product that they are paying for instead of having these unions and these teachers who have ulterior motives, you know, well, commandeering the education of their children. Right. And, and not just the parents, the teachers, the teacher themselves will have actual control over how the classroom is mm -hmm. going. So there's mm -hmm. not this, hey, well, you know, you know, Miss Johnson, I, I just had to do it this way because this is what the standard says. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the standard. Oh, hey, my my, I'm the superintendent and my uh, my nephew wrote this thesis on X, Y and Z. Now I want to put it in the syllabus it. and we're right. going to put in the syllabus for all the right. children, you know, <laughs> like. Now, it does get a little dangerous um, because of the lack of guidelines for the parents. However, I am not going to lie when I say I'm a bit on the fence on how much involvement parents have to have need to have in the schooling system, not in their child's education. I'm never on the fence about that. But in the schooling system itself, uh, there's a, a huge uh, I'm not going to call it consensus. There's an idea right now that parents have no place in the um <laughs> in the way schools and, and classrooms should be set up well, because they don't have credentials it's the farthest from the truth it's we, the farthest from the truth yeah so right. i think I, it is i appreciate uh, teachers and i really think that they do a tough job but they are they are public servants right we, i think i think it's a 1000% uh union and not union yes. as far as we need a union to support it like no there there has to be a union of both sides there has to be a marriage certainly. of both sides certainly um, so to the, to the article, I think it's great. The my again, my fear would be that the parents would feel because they've already been subjected to the current system. They're already used to the current system. So my fear is that they will take out their hostilities towards the current system eventually on that particular teacher and or whomever is volunteering or coming into play for that. So my fear would be for the human, but not for the system. Does that make sense? 
No. Yeah, I get that. I get, yeah, of course. I get that. I, I, it's interesting because I think there was something that we were just talking about. I saw this meme a couple days ago where it was like they were talking about how like, oh, you know, if you're so worried about your kids going back. And see, this is the thing is like I am totally for this decision by these parents because mm -hmm. one, they are worried that they're not their kids aren't going back to school because the state is telling them they're not going back to school and they're like okay so what are we going to do with our children for the right. next year you know right. and they're offering no solution except for well maybe once there's a vaccine that hasn't been tested we'll stick your kid with that and then they right. can go back to school well a lot of people are going to have an issue with that right. and i understand like these parents being taking the bull by the horns and like kind of figuring it out for themselves. But I, what I will say is that that is a, that is a luxury for the wealthy. Uh, no, it's that it's is, a yes. luxury for the wealthy that yes. unfortunately many of the working class will not be able to do. Now, look, you might be able to, if you live in a suburb pool with your neighbors and hire a teacher for you know five hours a day uh, or yeah. whatever you know like but if you're in an apartment complex or you know like you're not living in like an affluent in neighborhood how are you gonna how are you expected to be able to do the same thing and i think that that's that's something that needs to be addressed and if if we're not willing to open up back up up schools again for whatever reasons and i'm not making a judgment about that but i'm just saying if that's the case we really need to offer these parents some relief I mean, school is such a big part of the child's life. And that's usually when the parents go to work. Right. What are these right. parents doing while right. these kids aren't at school anymore? You know? Right. Well, I, I think there's a couple of things um, that can stem from what you just said. And they're all important. Um, so let's start with what these parents are doing. Most of them, if they're lucky enough to be able to work from home, they're losing mm -hmm. whatever hair they have left. Right. Um if they do not have the luxury to work from home and they do not have childcare and they do not have the funds to pay someone else, they are losing their jobs and on mm -hmm. unemployment. Yep. If they are not in that group, then they have the money to pay someone else and have to go to work. And now they don't have enough money to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. um, if they are in that other group, however, Oh, oh I'm sorry. And, and those in that group who cannot, uh, their children are going back to school. Mm -hmm. It's already been decided. Most yeah. of these places um, are running off. The superintendent has the decision now. Right. Um, I'm. I don't even want to talk about that on this episode. Mm -hmm. we, we would never get off. Right. But, um, <laughs> so within that, then you go to the people who, like we were saying, the affluent, the people who can't afford it. I think it's a great thing what they're doing. However. Pay helping one instructor isn't enough to keep this to keep those who are in that field hopeful that they'll actually have someone to teach mm -hmm. you know if if only seven or eight kids are getting taught which isn't a bad thing guess i think i think teachers should be limited to less than 10 children at a time um but if there if there's only six or seven kids in that one whole town, that how about just that block? Let's just talk about that block. Yeah. If this is an affluent block, there's more than six or seven kids there. So only six or seven of those kids are going to get any type of an education for the next, say, eight months, nine months. Well, if it's a rich neighborhood, they can hire as many people as they want. This is true. They'll this be is totally true. fine. 
Yeah, this is absolutely true. But you understand my my concept if we're talking about say an entire district, right? Well, I mean, but then we also have to. What we also have to think about is what if some of these public school teachers get a gig like that and they're getting paid? And they're not. I don't know, six hundred, seven hundred dollars a week, or you know, a thousand dollars a week. What would make them want to go back to public school? Right. (laughs) You know, because we know they're not there for the money. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, yeah. they barely make it. I mean, like they don't make a whole lot for sure. I mean, unless you have tenure and you're unable to be fired, and then you work there for 50 years and contribute nothing to the children's I, education. Then, you know, whatever. But do, do we all have that experience? We yeah. all have at least one or two of those? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, learned a lot about the system that year in high school, right? Like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is what you get to do for a living? Right. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it's good. I mean, like, I think it's a good crafty way to, to kind of get around the, the arbitrariness of the rules at this point, but it is, again, it's, it's just, unfortunately, that's only going to be an option for the people who can afford it. And a lot of people can't afford that. Yeah, heavily. Also. No, I have that same ice cream truck uh, jingle that drives by my house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry about that. I was going to say my last thing on this, my question would be um, as far as materials, right? Like the parents will be able to pay for, well, no, never mind. That wouldn't really be a question because with the internet nowadays, if you're an instructor and you've been through school already, you should be able to build a curriculum for five, six kids. I'm sure you could. I I can do it. And I've never been in school for instruction or to, to be an instructor. So. I mean, like, I think it will be beneficial for the children as well. But then that's that's the issue. It's like, OK, so now the affluent kids are going to have a huge leg up uh, more so than they already did. You know? <laughs> saying, you know? oh, yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that's anything. They new, definitely but... won't need the education. But uh, I think that plays to not to cut you off, uh, but to cut you off. No um, I think that plays into something that I think is very prominent and we don't discuss enough and we can touch on this later uh, in a, in a deeper discussion is that those from affluent backgrounds, they kind of need that extra push, that extra care, that extra nurture because they don't, some of them, some of them, not all, but some of them aren't afforded certain life experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas certain, certain other people, Hey, Life experience isn't afforded a break from them. <laughs> well, you tend not to necessarily appreciate, you know, the opportunities that you have until you've realized the or you've experienced the absence of them. You know, right. like you have to understand what it is like to not have the resources at your disposal, you know, um, in order for you to really like appreciate when you do have resources. Yeah. So, you know, when you're born into a family that, you know, like if you want for nothing, then yes, it's definitely going to be a lot harder for you to get the motivation to pursue things. And, you know, that's its own double edged sword for sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I, what? Oh, no, no. no. I was just going to say, but hey, uh, one of them made it from that to being a president. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, California needs to get its act together. It's because, you know, yeah. next year or next month is is supposed to be when school starts. And I know there's uh, no 24th, plan for that. Not even a month. 24th of August. 
Oh, is that when they're bringing back? Where are they bringing back kids? I know it's not happening uh, different in LA. places. Uh, some it's, uh, in different places. Uh, some of the military towns, of course. Ah, okay. So the small uh, nice the towns. The small nice towns. So, that, yeah, the ones that have <laughs> yeah. low numbers mostly. Yeah, the, the ones, ones that have, have low numbers. numbers. Mm-hmm. You you getting the 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 theme here, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. The uh, small towns with very few people are going to be infinitely right. happier in the next six months and the reason i'm not saying any of those towns i'm aware of not just because i know people there because i don't want anyone to just migrate to those places that's, yeah. that's how we end up with bigger larger numbers all over that's, again that's right that's right you would love uh, uh conversing with my 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 fellow friends in the central valley they share your testament there they don't want people coming <laughs> into right. their yeah. area yeah for, for that reason like you know, price of uh, cost of living is very affordable there. That's when right. You're relating yeah. everything in California. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think uh, we can uh, definitely continue this dialogue uh, uh, through email with everyone watching. You know, if you want to give your input, I think all three of us agree that this is a a good concept. Uh, to also include one detail, uh, th- this entrepreneur, he does propose the idea of hiring the teacher for his backyard, but bringing in uh, uh, people from the main city, from San- like from San Francisco, that uh, are not uh, financially able to do the same thing. Nice. So that's, that's very it, wonderful. That's generous. Yeah. So there's there's some awareness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to piss off a lot of unions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but the mob's well, been in control what? forever. Listen, they could yeah. take a break. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? You can't have your whole, all of your teachers crying about how you can't open up school and then complain when people start yeah. creating private schools. <laughs> you know, like. And, and if I'll be on. honest, if I could afford it, I would be doing the same. Absolutely. Even without you children, do. I would be paying for someone's child to get that love. Right. Well, I just see this as an opportunity for substitute teachers to yeah. take advantage. Yeah. You know? Maybe they should be the ones getting the, the main portion of these type of gigs. They probably will be because they won't have the unions to necessarily breathe True. down their neck. And yeah. they're already adept at searching out this type of work. You're absolutely That's right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, going to uh, wrap things up in a different way this time because I actually have some homework for everyone <laughs> because I had to crunch some numbers. Sorry, Keelan. Didn't want to. They're going to talk that. either way, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't control the numbers. I just work with them. Uh, one of the articles that we will start off on the next episode will be talking about this idea because obviously we've all been on lockdown and I'm pretty sure if there is a a normality in the distant future, we would all probably want to get away from where we're at. Or where we're at. So, I propose this. Let's talk about this on the next episode, um, and hopefully, you guys chime in. Because, think about this idea: What if you were to go on a cruise on December twenty fourth of twenty twenty one? It's a hundred and thirty six day cruise. You get to travel around the world, twenty seven countries. For the asking price of $49,995. If you start in Florida, if you start in LA, $45,995. We have 71 weeks until that day. If you do the math, 
$704 every week from this point on. And obviously for next week's episode, it'll probably go up a little more because it'll be 70 weeks. But think about that. If you were to save $700, give or take, every week up to that day, would All you right. actually spend half the year? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that that's our call to action right there. We need to get all of our listeners to donate $44,000 to us so that we can get one of us on this trip. At least one of us. At least one of us. $49,000. $49,000. Wait, wait, wait. 52000 because we're going to need some uh, really good camera equipment. to. Really, it's going to be about sixty because you have to factor in taxes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's going to be seventy because you have to put into also account uh, how you're going to get around. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you're going to need a per DM, so probably around 100,000. 100K. 100K, guys. We need it. Yep. That's only the same one of us on this trip. Oh I'm with it now. I mean, like, I, look, this is it's really cool. We we probably we'll we'll get into that next episode. Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> uh but no, it it, it puts <clears throat> things into perspective, right? I mean, there is one thing that a lot of us have been doing um, that have been able to do it, and that is save money in some aspects. Like uh, for me, public transportation. Like I haven't spent money in public transportation. Uh, yes, I I. St- I now I drive when I need to commute into the city for things, but I mean, it is what it is. I'm not spending the expense of parking my car and also bus fare or train fare or mm. ferry fare per day, ferry per fare. week. Per month. Yeah, no, I took the ferry. It was, it was ferry fun. fare. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it comes in is handy. It, when is you're it trying glitter to avoid or just change? It sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> ferry fare? Yeah. Very fair, very fair. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so who knows? Some people actually might be able to pull this off. It would be a great, know. honestly, before we leave, I'll just say it would be great for retirement. Just do that. Like one of like once you retire, just take a year and go on one of those cruises. Like if you could afford it, obviously. Uh, yeah, like yeah. that would be a really cool thing to do when you're retired, for sure. I mean, if we all had four hundred one k's, I'm hundred percent sure we'll have enough for that. Yeah, but you also want some to live, unless you're planning on jumping off the uh, off the ship at the end of this. Wait, wait, four hundred one k's are nothing to live off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. no, so I that's know. I mean. That's you definitely a vacation. Day. That's definitely vacation fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, let us know what how you would play this out. Uh, dive at thinkering.space is the email address. Uh, also, follow us on the socials on Facebook and on Instagram. Thinkering Talks for Facebook. Facebook. Thinkering Space for Instagram. YouTube. And YouTube. In- Thinkering Podcast for for. Instagram. Instagram right? We really need to <laughs> sync those all up. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. No, literally, guys. Um, if you type in Thinkering Podcast on IG, Thinkering dot space in general, you'll find every last one of our links. Just go through the website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening in if you're watching live, and thank you for listening in if you're catching us on the podcatchers. For Thinkering, I'm Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. One time. Until next time.